You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Welcome to Big New Sports, featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality, and Christian Miller, a national championship-winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian Welcome into Big Noon Sports. Gang is all here. I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Haley Fanfan Union Home Mortgage, for all uh, many different directions that we can go today in uh, in an upset. I'll talk about the NBA. Christian and I talked about this pretty deep yesterday, but last night the Lakers, you know, and I'm not calling him down, but calling him up. The fourth quarter performance by Lonnie Walker was. 15 points were going right in Steph's face. Um, I know we don't go NBA very often, guys, but this Laker team is working worth noticing. Did you? I know Lars is kind of on the road and off the road away from TV. So, Christian, I'll ask you, did you get the chance to keep up with the game last night? Yeah, I did. I, uh, I thought it was a really good game. And yeah. Yeah, I was able to uh, I was able to watch the end of it uh, on a on a plane, and um, I mean, I, I frankly I'd never really heard of Lonnie Walker before, and Thank he you. Thank he, you, he put in he put in a performance uh, that you know you could argue is unmatched by a Laker since Kobe Bryant uh, for for one stretch of time. He scored all of his fifteen points in the fourth quarter. First Laker to come off the bench with 15 or more points in the first first quarter of a playoff game since Kobe uh, did it 26 years ago. Um, and now the uh, Lakers are on the cusp of upsetting the Warriors. And, and I really thought Golden State um, – I thought Golden State was going to win this in, in, in five games. I, I mean, I pay attention – uh, I pay pretty close attention to Golden State, and I thought that this was going to be like the last year of their reign, and and they, and they have been obviously the the dominant team uh, in the NBA for uh, a while now with this the this core of uh, of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and. Uh, uh, you know, a couple other guys, but Draymond but, Green. Yeah, Draymond Green. Excuse me, Draymond Green. Uh, that, that those core three have, have led them to titles, and I really thought that this was going to be just their their kind of last hurrah. But now, boy, they are uh, they're in trouble. They're in big trouble. Um, and uh, and and you know, it's it seems all playoff long. It's either Steph or Clay that just has an off night, and um, and, and and you know they were they were they were okay yesterday. Curry especially with the triple double, but um, yeah, I mean the the Lakers were a team that I didn't really at one point think would even make the playoffs, and, and here they are, um, about ready to uh, conquer the Warriors. What did you think, Matt? I just think it's an amazing story, and I appreciate your upfront and honesty because I didn't know who the guy was either. 
I'm gonna have to. Y'all never seen Monty? Y'all never seen him play? He was with the Spurs. He's a young guy. He's only 24, but uh, he's a pretty pretty decent player for the Spurs this last four or five years. Where do you play college ball? I'm just gonna be very transparent here. I don't know. Miami. He used to have really long hair, uh, but he cut his hair. You probably if you if you've watched the Spurs, you probably seen him. He, he might yeah. just look different now that he cut his hair because I didn't even realize that's who that was. But uh, nah, he's a good player, and they've been expecting a lot out of, a lot out of him um, when he, when they needed him, and he's really just stepped up. He had a spectacular performance yesterday, and then the game before, you know, he made some nice plays. Um, but again, Anthony Davis really he's his the defense man. was outstanding. Yeah, and you you called it, Matt. Um, and his defense on Steph late in that game really kind of sealed the deal. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I thought I was kind of like Lars. I kind of thought the Warriors um, would kind of take this series probably game five or six just because, I mean, it, they, they've been playing pretty decent. You know, they're just so high power in terms of, you know, their ability to score. Uh, Steph, when he is on, man, I mean, like, uh, best shooter of all time, dang near, but Man, I don't know. I'm really just surprised by Lakers. I'll be honest. I know they're a good team, uh, but sometimes they just don't play with that that energy and consistency. And so I didn't know if they'd be able to, you know, withstand an explosive team like the Warriors. But man, they really proved me wrong. I'm, I'm glad. I'm a LeBron fan. I don't really have a specific NBA team, but I love watching LeBron, and it's just pretty cool seeing his progression going from uh, you know the player we all know him to be, and now kind of playing off the ball and just kind of having more of a support role and setting guys up and. Um, Man, I, I, I like this Lakers team, especially then guys like Austin Reeves. Yeah, uh, such a talented guy. Uh, they, they've got a good team, and I think it'd be exciting to see if they can close the series out and uh, maybe take on Miami. That'd be a rematch from if you guys remember in the bubble. Uh, that was a championship game, two championship teams in the bubble. So Miami, I think Miami's up in their series right now, three one. Yeah. Lakers are up three one, so might have a potential rematch of the bubble championship. Well, yeah. Um... And you just you got to wonder how LeBron is going to hold up because he is playing so many minutes. He played all but 13 seconds uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, he is in year 20 now uh, in the uh, in the league. Um, but it was pretty cool just to see that uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis like and, and really the rest of the Lakers, they recognize, hey, Lonnie Walker is on fire. I mean, you know, you know what it's like when you're uh, a basketball player and it some the hoop, it feels like, you know, it's as uh, it, it, it's three feet wide and you just absolutely can't miss. And, man, you just got to keep feeding that guy. And that's what they did. And it, and it worked. Um, and I think we talked about this earlier, but the the. Uh, the Golden State Warriors do not have anyone that can match up with Anthony Davis, right? They just don't have anyone. Not many teams do. No, but they just said they they just uh, they Anthony Davis. If he wants to, he can just d- d- sort of dominate every game. Uh, or you know, if he gets doubled, then he kicks it out, and uh, he's just posing a real big problem for uh, Golden State. And Golden State, I mean, they just they don't have the the size overall um, to to really be effective against uh, against this Lakers team. Well, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and I think it doesn't take a five eight to cap of basketball to figure out that uh, Anthony Davis is going to stir this drink all the way to the championship. 
if he keeps playing like he has the last couple of games where he's very high in double figures and he's pulling down 13, 15 rebounds. But it was Christian yesterday that was talking about the other guys that have now stepped up. Uh, Reeves and Russell, I think, were the two you pointed out yesterday. And now with this Walker guy coming off the bench, the the Lakers, yeah. waited. they waited late to come to the party. But, guys, they're there now. And let me just ask you each real quick. Would they be your pick to win it all right now, Christian? Uh, I don't know if I would say my pick to win it all just yet. Um, I think they have a good chance of at least making it there. Um, but the, the issue with them, I think really, though, is, is, is pretty much what you said, Matt. Anthony Davis has to, to be lights out for them to pretty much play their A game, right? Because LeBron's been in that off-ball position. I mean, yeah, he's you know putting up 20-plus a game, but it's a very conservative 20-plus. There's times where he goes a lot of minutes without scoring, and that's because he's not really taking shots. Um, so it's it's – it's just paramount that you got guys like uh, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder. Those guys, they have to step up. And my only concern is if those guys are having off days, which we've seen them have, it's easy for the Lakers to get behind very fast. You know, and, and that's that's my only thing with them. But again, when they are on and everybody's stepping up, they're a very difficult team to beat. Uh, so to answer your question, I don't know if I necessarily say they're my favorite just yet. Um, but I do like their chances of at least getting there. What about you, Lars? I like I like the Denver Nuggets, um, and I, yeah. I just I think the you know the best player in the league is is uh, that nobody knows about is uh, Nikola Nikola uh, Jokic, and um, and you know there's no there's no player like him. He's he's got a vertical of like maybe three inches, but uh, <laughs> he just he, he's magic with the ball. And uh, I know that the uh, that the that their their series is tied uh, two to two two with the Phoenix Suns, and tonight's game is probably going to determine who wins. And it's in Denver, and I just think Denver is a would be a real matchup problem for uh, the Lakers. I, I just don't think the Lakers. I just think they're going to run out of gas. I, I really do. I just think Davis and and LeBron are just logging too many minutes, and that and given their age. Well, I'm, I, this is more from my heart. Uh, MVPs Joel Embiid, and I think that the the Sixers. I want them to win it, but I don't think if I were in a betting situation, <laughs> I would put any money on it. Um, a lot of people are putting uh, some thoughts into the Heat, like. Uh, Kristen just said a little, are they going to be the ones coming out of the East? Hello, Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) They might be. Jimmy Butler is a heck of a player. So, I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked. This is, man, I don't know. I'll be honest. The only time I really get into NBA is playoff time. And I'll, I'll be honest, there's, there's not many things as good as playoff basketball, and I don't know what it is about it, but it's just like the competitiveness picks up, the intensity picks up, guys are playing a lot harder, the games. So, I mean, I guess that that's part of, you know, postseason play, but I feel like you really see that in the, in the NBA, and it's always exciting. But, uh, no, yeah, I think, I as Christian, I, I think, stuff to say right now. Christian, I think you're really on to it there. Like, it's almost a different game in the playoffs than it is in the regular season it in the is. NBA. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, just the, it feels like every possession is so important, you know, and, it, and it's like the guys know that and, uh, the intensity level picks up, the, 
the the, the crowd participation definitely picks up. Um, you know, I, I've covered many many NBA games, and it, it is a it is a night and day difference between covering a NBA semifinals or finals with uh, you know a random Wednesday night game in the middle of a 82 game regular season. Um, do you, is it is it the same case in college football, Christian? Oh, most definitely. I mean, those bowl games or, you know, playoff games um, are definitely, uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily say, you know, competition is like picking up uh, because I feel like our SEC schedule, we already play, you know, the best of the best. But I will say, yeah, to answer your question, Lars, the the atmosphere is uh, increased, right? You know, the, the environment is just a lot more, you know, uh, it makes you just, you know, almost unsettled because it's just, it's loud. You know, the, the stakes, you know, what's on the line. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, college football playoff games are definitely um, a step up above from the regular season games. But I, I still, and I obviously don't play basketball, but I just, when I watch some NBA playoff games, I feel like the NBA and basketball takes the biggest leap from I agree. regular season games to playoff games compared to other sports like football or baseball. But that's just my opinion. From No, it's a great observation. I would agree 100% in that. Hey, you're listening to Big Noon Sports. Appreciate everybody that's dialed us in. Has Bob Huggins stepped in it for the last time? Wow. He went live on radio and he went off and he is in trouble. We'll discuss that on the other side of the break on Big Noon Sports. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home 2 Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Your home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. See America. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mix of sun and clouds this afternoon. A few scattered showers and storms around through tonight. The high today, 84. Tonight's low, 65. Very similar weather tomorrow. Warm and humid, partly sunny. A few spots could see an afternoon storm. The high, 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
Welcome back to Big News Report. Christian, Lars, Matt, Joe, Peyton, the gang is all here. Uh, I read this story last night, and I went, oh, my, really? Then I read further, and I went, you got to be kidding me. I, I'm sure you guys have seen this now, and most of you listening have as well. But West Virginia head basketball coach Bob Huggins went on a Cincinnati radio station yesterday afternoon, Heritage Radio Station, uh, WLW News Radio 700. He was on the Billy Cunningham show. And as many of you remember, uh, he coached at Cincinnati from 89 to 2005, which mut with a lot of success. But if you're any part of basketball and college rivalries, you know that Xavier and Cincinnati don't like each other. So the host asked uh, Bob Huggins about Xavier. Uh, Lars, do you want to read these quotes or you want me to do it? Uh, go ahead. Okay. Thank you for putting that on me. Okay. <laughs> um, he said, uh, all right, if the kids are in the car, well, hopefully they're eating lunch at school. Huggins' first answer to part of the question about Xavier is any school that can, call, can throw rubber penises on the floor and then say they didn't do it, my God, they can get away with anything. Okay, let's make it worse. I think it was transgender night, wasn't it? Well, this day and age, that is an absolute no-no. And then he came out of the, he just absolutely came out of the seams. Um, Huggins said what it was, was all those F blank GS. Uh, it's a common cigarette word in Britain. Starts <laughs> with an F. Yeah. And then he turns around and he just really, I think he gets himself fired. He said those Catholic blanks again. Um, I don't know what his frame of mind was. You know, I, I hate to speculate, but it sounded like maybe he was calling from his man cave. You don't say stuff like this when he was hired in 89, but you don't say it in 2023. Um, first of all, Lord, just your reaction to this. And secondly, I'm, I'm of the opinion that he doesn't coach for West Virginia anymore. Yeah, I, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Um, and, and look, he's, he's spent years kind of towing the line of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Right. Um, there's, there's a list of some transgressions that, that date back a while and uh, he definitely crossed the line here uh, in in several ways. It was almost like he was trying to bury himself. I, I don't understand. Um, he was either under the influence of something or just mad. He was so arrogant to think that he could say that, say these things. Well, I mean, arrogance it, is not lost on Huggy Bear. Let's put it that way. No. Yeah, Christian, your 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 thoughts. I just think he just yeah. Again, go ahead, Christian. Please, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, I mean, there's not really much to say except it was a bonehead decision to go on, you know, public radio, um, and speak like that, uh, knowing, um, you know, in today's uh, society right now, um, you know, people are very sensitive to the, the things you say and do, um. You know, right is right is wrong. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Um, but to know the position you're in, um, being the head basketball coach um, at a university like that, and to go on the public radio 
and speak with that type of language. Um, I just I can't really wrap my head around that. Um, unless, I, like you guys said, I mean, it had to be maybe under maybe alcohol was involved. I mean, just I don't know. I mean, again, it just, you just know again with social media um, and, and the way things are now. I mean, everything is recorded. Everything is put on the social media, and, and as soon as that happens, um, there's not really much turning back because the all the the critics out there are expecting some type of disciplinary action. Or punishment. Um, you know, back in the day, he probably could have made those comments and probably wouldn't really hear too much about it. Only the people listen to that station. Um, but now with social media and then the way things travel, I mean, it, it, I just I don't understand why he would uh, feel the need to do that. But I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll have to see what happens. But if it, I had to guess, he probably won't be coaching much longer there. Yeah. I mean, really, Matt, this isn't complicated. This isn't complicated at all. If Bob Huggins' boss, uh, who's the athletic director, Ren Baker, went on a radio show and said the highly offensive, homophobic things that Huggins did, he would he would have been fired already. Yeah. Shoot. If Baker's boss, the president of West Virginia, Gordon Gee, if he had said those things – his tenure would be over in a New York minute. I mean, if any public figure who is an employee of a company or an executive of a company said that, they'd be fired. I, I don't get why. Are we holding basketball coaches to a different standard? I, I mean, I, I, I don't get it. Today. You know, just this, you know, a 69-year-old man going on a radio show um, to, uh, you, you know, using homophobic language, uh, denigrating fans of Xavier, uh, you know, going after Catholics. That's I mean, the worst thing. I mean, I don't, you don't want to rank these in order of, uh, how to insult a segment of our society. But I, when he brought religion into it, I thought, well, immediately they're going to fire this guy. And I'm surprised they haven't. Really, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, not surprisingly, right? He's the highest paid public employee of West Virginia's, uh, you know, uh, flagship university. I mean, there's just no way he can remain. And and, and if I was advising him, and I'm sure he would. (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't give a lick about my thoughts. Um, I'd tell him to resign. I mean, and, and just try to salvage something. Just to explain uh, what you did was totally wrong. Uh, you know, you just had a moment, you had a lapse of reason uh, and try to exit the stage with a little bit of honor and dignity uh, but he won't do that. He will not do that. And, um, you know, uh, I, I have met Bob a couple times. He, um, it's always just been in the, in the quiet of his office. You know, he's an intense guy, but I, I found him pretty engaging and, and very smart. Uh, you know, he's been, he's a highly, there's a reason he's a highly successful basketball coach, but this is just uh, beyond the pale. 
and uh, and again, I think the right thing would be uh, for him to resign. You know, pretty much immediately. You know, he's one of six six college basketball coaches with nine hundred plus wins. He's been in the Final Four twice. Never won it all, but he's higher respected as a basketball coach. But you know, Cincinnati used to be in the same league with UAB when I was doing their basketball games. So. I met and ran into him in social settings and basketball settings. And I found him to be very engaging if it's in a social setting. Funny guy. But um, when he's around basketball and stuff, uh, he has one of the most vile mouths I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he he has, I guess, is this not disparaging to either one of them? He has some Bob Knight in him. Yeah, he does. He really does. He really does. And that's why I think you just made a point a minute ago that it's spot on. He's not. They'll have to fire him. He's not going to resign. Yeah. You know what? When you were covering him, as I did, you know, in a few times, if you're courtside, you can hear the expletives. I mean, he's not shy about cursing on the court so loud that, you know, a good deal of the arena can hear him. Well, one night we were in Cincinnati. And UAB was taking them to the woodshed. And I happened to walk, you know, back along where the locker rooms are. And I walked by one. It was the back entrance to their locker room, which is where the team was. Uh, He had them back in the bowels of the locker room. And I have never in my life heard someone twist so many curse words in so many different directions and continue them on just a linear pattern. And I stood there for a minute, and he went on for 60 seconds. As as awful as it was, it was also quite impressive. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, you know, I think y'all know what I mean, to be able to do that. Um, but it none of that, none of those stories, although he does have a little bit of a reputation or maybe a lot of a reputation. Um, Kristen, I'd be surprised if this guy, if the University of West Virginia didn't hand something down this afternoon or – Real soon. Would you? I think I agree. I mean, it's going to be some type of disciplinary action taken. Um, If not, there's going to be a lot of uh, people frustrated and angry with the university. So I don't think they have a choice. I don't know if they fire him. I wouldn't be surprised if they do fire him. But we'll see something out of it. Because, again, I mean, this was a a bonehead decision. You You shouldn't use highly offensive slurs or words at all. Um, But to go on public radio and I'm sure maybe you know, he's old school was probably just thinking it was you know I think he's talking about rivalries maybe it was some old school locker room talk kind of in his mind but just can't do that and you uh, know his uh, apology said he's willing to accept any punishment or anything coming his way so at least he's holding himself accountable at this point yeah um Matt when you were just talking about his language uh, I'm reminded of one of the greatest quotes ever given to me, and it was by Bill Bidwell, uh, the owner of uh, the Arizona Cardinals, and he was talking about Bruce Arians, and he said, you know, the most impressive thing about Bruce is that he can use the word MF as a subject, as a noun, and as a verb, and he can do it in the same sentence. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) He's a guy who doesn't mind using a curse word here or there. Now, and in certain places, it's, I'm perfectly okay with it. I'd rather not, but certainly I'm no angel. I'm no choir board. 
choir boy when it comes to speech either. Uh, on the radio, somebody calls me. Oh, my gosh. I just noticed something about Bob Huggins that's going to Oh, it makes me feel even worse. I'll share it with you on the other side of the break. Also, we got to bring up the state of Iowa. That's all coming up on Big Men Sports. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. The best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. in Tuscaloosa. One little note on Huggins. They have the same birthday. That disappoints me. The exact same birthday, but uh, neither one of us could help that. Now, where do we start with Iowa? <laughs> Kristen, you sent me the first text, and I went, you got to be kidding me. Their baseball team is being investigated by the Gaming Commission? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, uh, reading further into it, Matt, so I think uh, what they were saying was that some of their student-athletes are being investigated uh, for gambling themselves. Uh, so not not maybe, maybe not as significant as it uh, originally sounded. I guess that still is a big deal, but this is more so uh, them investigating these athletes um, because they're suspected of wagering on sports, which is a violation of NCAA rules. So you can't do that. Um, and I think Iowa State, yeah, I think it's, is it both Iowa and Iowa State? Yeah, both yeah. of them, I think, uh, same or similar situation. So a little bit different than, uh, I guess Alabama's head coach was wagering against his team. Um, this is, you know, the student athlete. So, I mean, if I had to guess, maybe it could be, hey, they, they might have just been wagering 
on some professional league games, like NFL, NBA, maybe they got caught up in that. Um, but I think we'll, we'll hear more about it. But it's just interesting that uh, this week we've just heard so much about uh, athletics and, and, and gambling, uh, specifically college athletics. So, I mean, really, the week or two before, the NFL had a couple guys actually uh, caught uh, gambling as well. So, I, the rules are rules. Just like when you're an athlete, you can't. You're, you're tested for you have drug tests. You can't uh, take you know enhancing supplements. You know, gambling, you can't participate in gambling. So um, you just got to know better and then just learn from it. So that's what I would give. My, that would be my advice I'd give to these two athletes: just learn from the situation and uh, just don't do it. Because I mean, I don't know what the penalties are for them if they are found guilty of, of gambling. I'd have to look into that, but uh, wouldn't be shocked if. Some of these athletes receive uh, suspensions, suspensions, excuse me, which uh, obviously would not be good. I mean, Matt, it, it, could it be possible that Alabama firing Brad Bohannon is just the tip of the iceberg here of gambling by uh, current athletes and coaches and in college athletics? Um, you know, uh, so Iowa. It was yesterday that they announced that twenty-six athletes in five different sports. And one athletic department employee uh, were suspected of wagering on sports, which is a violation of uh, NCAA rules. And as you mentioned, Christian, uh, Iowa State, uh, they also self-reported with uh, 15 athletes across three programs who are suspected of gambling on sports. And uh, as we know, NCAA rules prohibit an athlete or a coach from betting on any amateur, college or professional sporting event. Um, and, uh, even, you know, even if the state laws allow for sports betting, uh, so you can't do it. If you're a college athlete, college coach, you cannot gamble period. And, uh, the way that gambling is becoming more embedded in the fabric of our culture, maybe this rule needs to be revisited and, or, um, or we're just going to see more of this. Because I would guess, at least like among my friends, there are certainly more people than don't who gamble. And, um, you know, it, it, Matt, I, I, I don't know what needs to happen, but I do get the feeling that this is going to not be isolated incidents. This is starting to look like a trend a trend that I think will be addressed by all of these uh, programs from Iowa to Alabama, where they're probably arranging for for massive seminars and uh, or just you know lectures on on what to do and what you can't do. Um, so I, I would imagine that that will lead to the curtailment of a lot of what's going on now. But I think you're right, Lars. I think the discovery is just now in process. Now, to be perfectly clear, Iowa's baseball team is the one that is being investigated by the gaming commission in that state. It's Iowa State that has somewhere between 15 and 25 students in five different sports that are being investigated for gambling or placing a bet. The one in Iowa is much more uh, severe. Uh, It's much more serious because... Although it doesn't involve the coach, it involves the players, but it involves what appears to be the same magnitude 
of gambling that it did with Coach Bo. So that's a, that's a tough deal. Uh, Kristen, I wanted to ask you, and a lot has changed since you were there. Was that a, uh, was that a topic that was addressed in while you were a student athlete? Um, you know, I, I can't remember. You're smart enough to know better. Let's just say that right off the top. Well, no, well, yeah, but, but I was going to say, I mean, we have uh, a handful of compliance meetings, right? You know, compliance is put in place um, to regulate, you know, the rules and legislations for, for student athletes. You know, they're the ones in charge of overseeing, you know, uh, how we go about our tickets uh, for games or in charge of if there's anything that is, is questionable in terms of being legal or illegal. Um, they are a resource. We can always visit them or ask them any questions. Obviously, it's a lot different now uh, with, you know, the, you know, the, the opening of NIL with these student athletes. So, but I remember when I was there, like, say I was approached by somebody that said, hey, you know, I want you to come. I don't know. Uh, maybe speak to my students. You know, you might speak with compliance and they might say, all right, well, you can speak to the students, but you can't receive any compensation. They can't give you this or that. So anyway, I'm sure... And, you know, and typically this happens around fall camp. I feel like when you're kind of coming in for fall camp, school's getting ready to start. That we'll have like, you know, before a team meeting, we'll have like a 10 minute, 15 minute compliance meeting here or there where they might come in and, you know, explain some rules to people, especially for the incoming freshmen. Then it's also a refresher for the guys that have already, already been there. But yeah, you're well versed on the things you can and cannot do. And I think it's pretty standard and, and you know, expected that you, you cannot gamble. Does that mean? Uh, people didn't, you know, no one gambled. I mean, I'm sure there's still some people on the gambling app here or there just because in their head, you know, what does it hurt if, you know, I, yeah, I play for, and I'm not even going to use our school as an example. I'm not even going to have that twisted, but yeah, I play for X university, but what does it hurt if I bet on the NBA playoffs? You know what I mean? And then in their mind, they might be, yeah, we're not supposed to gamble, but I'm just betting the NBA games. You know, there's no relation there. But realistically, you can't partake in that either. Um, and so maybe that's what we're seeing here. If that's what I was saying, I, if I had to guess, these student athletes at Iowa, Iowa State, it, it probably it could have been they might have put a bet on the Kentucky Derby. They might have put it. It probably was something completely irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but it, it, no... it so happens that these gambling uh, institutions and apps and services are now starting to report any activity that they deem is, you know, uh, maybe not illegal, but if they – pick up on a, a guy's name, a name pops up on one of their apps or whoever, somebody has an account and they recognize it that it's a student athlete or it's an athlete. We're now knowing that these gambling services are quote unquote snitching on the athletes. And so I think uh, y'all are right in terms of this is kind of the beginning and we'll probably start seeing more of this because again, people are already doing this, but now these services are reporting it. I think that's why we're starting to hear about it now. Yeah, and the uh, the director of gaming for um, the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission, he has said that um, that there's no evidence that indicates like match fixing or suspicious wagering on any Iowa or Iowa State games, right? So this differentiates it from uh, what was what happened at Alabama with Coach Bohannon. Um, and I, I suspect that Christian is, is, is right on, like, you know, maybe it was a, a bet on the Kentucky Derby, uh, or maybe, you know, or an NBA game. And the thing is just gambling just became legalized in the state of Iowa 
uh, if you're over 21. And I just, I don't understand why an athlete can't bet on, why a student athlete couldn't bet uh, like the rest of the public could, if you're over 21, on the Kentucky Derby. Who cares? I, it, it seems now, <laughs> well, now that, kind of like now that everything is... Sorry, go ahead, Christian. You couldn't. You, no, I was just going to say it. I, I don't really understand either because, again, I remember before NIL was approved, like, again, I couldn't even have somebody buy. If someone called me in a sandwich shop or a cafe and they said, hey, I want to treat you to a coffee, man. You know, it's nice catching. Nice getting to meet you. Like, no, you couldn't do that. Like a $3 coffee. They couldn't yeah. even buy you a bag of chips for $1.50. That, that was illegal didn't make sense to me at all, but it's the same thing with the gambling. But maybe they look at it from the perspective that, hey, uh, we want to protect these kids um, from gambling. We don't want them, you know, because, you know, I know a lot of people do gamble, and if you do it responsibly, um, it can be okay. Same thing, just like with alcohol. I mean, if you drink, you know, responsibly, it's, you know, it's, it's common. But maybe they're saying, hey, we want to protect our student-athletes from the world of gambling. Plus, they know that if it ever were to uh, intersect with their own sport, then there would be major conflict. Uh, so I, if I had to guess, Lars, that's probably why. But you're 100% right. If it's irrelevant to their sport, I don't see how it really pertains to them. Like, I mean, I don't see how someone that plays volleyball for Iowa is going to have any type of conflict betting on a horse in the Kentucky Derby. But... I mean, at the end of the day, I've just always been a firm believer that if there's rules, just follow them so you don't have any issues. Don't even give people a reason to try to get you in trouble. You know what I mean? So uh, they just got to know better. But you're right. It doesn't really make sense to me if it is completely irrelevant to their sport. The only thing that would make sense to me is that you just make it a blanket rule because getting into the little bits of whether or not it's the derby or whether or not you've gone to a casino or whether or not you played poker at the frat house on a certain night, I think right now they're probably looking at it, let's just not let them do anything. Not fair? Probably so. Or probably not. Uh, You're listening to Big Noon Sports. We'll come back with more talk in a moment. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Have you ever clothing around town on game days? But check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. First impression from our home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System 
is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA. An equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience. Experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Weather by 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A mix of sun and clouds this afternoon. A few scattered showers and storms around through tonight. The high today 84. Tonight's low 65. Very similar weather tomorrow. Warm and humid. Partly sunny. A few spots could see an afternoon storm. The high 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on Big Men Sports. Gang is here. I hate to pass along this news, but news breaks while you're on the air. And I just popped up that Denny Crum, Hall of Fame basketball coach, uh, the gentleman, Cool Hand Luke, they called him, who won two national championships for the Cardinals back in the 80s, has passed away at the age of 86. Um, he was cut from different cloth due to that era. Um, but he was, uh, he was a class guy at Lars. I know you remember him. He was, uh, before Christian Miller's time, but he played for Wooden. He coached with Louisville and, um, uh, he gave the game a certain sense of dignity. Did he not? Sorry. I, sorry. I was on mute there. Um, I, I always liked Denny Crum. Um, I liked how he built Louisville, you know, uh, into a national power. I liked how he was there for 30 years. Um, he's certainly the most beloved coach in, uh, in the history of that school. Um, and, uh, and really one of my earliest memories was, uh, when he, uh, led Louisville to the national championship. Uh, in, in men's basketball in, in, in 1980. And um, gosh, I think there was like a great cover of, of Sports Illustrated on, uh, of one of his players flying. I think it was never nervous Purvis Ellison. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they won. he won national titles in 80 and 86. Um, yeah, in, in 80, uh, Louisville won with its uh, Doctors of Dunk moniker. It was Daryl Griffith. That's who it was. It was That's Darryl who Griffith. it was. In yeah, Daryl Griffith in 1980. Uh, and he was, yeah, he was just, he was like soaring through the air for a dunk. And that actually, that cover um, was the first cover you saw when you went up to the 18th floor of the Time and Life building and went into the Sports Illustrated office. Uh, so that that really it was one of the most iconic covers uh, in the history of the magazine. And then, yeah, and then uh, in 86, Louisville beat beat Duke in the national title game. Thanks to uh, the, the, the poised play of of that freshman. Never nervous Purvis. <laughs> what a great nickname. Never <laughs> nervous Purvis Ellison. Um 
Yeah, uh, Denny Crum. Uh, I, I never uh, met with him or, or interacted with him, but uh, from afar and, and as a kid, uh, I certainly um, I, 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 I thought that I thought the world of him. And, and really, you know, he's uh, uh, when he retired, uh, his record in NCAA tournament in, in NCAA tournament games was forty-two and twenty-three. And um, the only coaches with more Final Four appearances than him were uh, John Wooden, Dean Smith, and Mike Shashevsky. So well, that's pretty pretty high company to be in there. It is, and he, ironically enough, we we're talking about Huggins uh, earlier. Um, Louisville was in that league with UAB, Cincinnati, Louisville, uh, Marquette. Uh, I could go. It was one of the best basketball leagues uh, in America, and they won a whole bunch. But I got to be around Denny Crum at that time, uh, and had a lot, a lot of respect. And man, if you want to talk about respect, go and ask the other coaches. Uh, I guarantee you, Huggy Bear doesn't have anything bad to say about him. I know Murray and Gene Barta, God rest his soul, but they never had anything bad to say about Denny Crum. And he had some basketball players that just could flat out sky. Um, Daryl Griffith being one, Ellison being another. They had a guy from Birmingham named Alan Murphy. Well, Wimp said Denny stole away from him. But uh, anyway, first hour, I want to talk uh, about Jimbo and Brian when we come out of the hour and, and their challenges. Uh, are they worth putting out there? We'll talk about it more on Big Noon Sports. Did you know not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA. An equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirit. Destination. 
the children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down, so she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day, and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part? It's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller. This show is presented by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. Again, thanks to her and her team. Guys, last week I was going to bring this up, and it you know it was a pretty busy week with Alabama baseball and all. But I, I kind of tabled it, you know. And then this morning I get up, and it was about Brian Kelly telling the Houston quarterback club or touchdown club how much he enjoyed beating Alabama. Um, which is interesting because he's, he's done that once. He did it last year, and it's a hell of a football game. And uh, he's going to challenge Saban and everybody else in the SEC for quite a while. But then, guess what? Houston, touchdown quarterback club, and the uh, speaking coach is Jimbo Fisher. Somebody asked him or actually told him to please kick Nick Saban's behind. Um, and his response was, I'm sleeping well right now. I promise you that. Uh, I can go eight different ways on this, and I'm, I may here. But what if you guys were the athletic director of these two schools, would you embrace your coach challenging Alabama, or would you go, hey, uh, let's not poke the bear? I'll start with you, Christian. How is, is that a good thing for a coach to do? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I know personally, I've always been the type to kind of just stay in my lane. Um, it's not that I'm worried about poking a bear or offending anybody. It's just I always have been a firm believer in focusing primarily on myself and, and my team and what I need to do to be successful. I know that's kind of how uh, Alabama has always taught their players, at least when I was there. Um no need to give people bulletin board material. Not that they were, were concerned with doing that. It's just that what's the point? You know, we're so confident with within ourselves and our ability that there's no need to put in the media uh, that just kind of makes you look less classy. You know, Alabama's always been known um, to try to keep that classy image. And with that being said, we we, we never would go in and say these things. But I think really, Matt, this is just a testament to, to show you that no matter what people say about Alabama, even when we lose two games in a season, people still have our name in their mouth. And 
when they play us, it's like they're playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, again, this guy beat Alabama for, like, what, for the first time. The other times he's faced Alabama, he's got his butt whooped. And now he just feels so good being able just to say that, um, which is fine. But it's just one of those things where you just – to me, you just look kind of silly, you know, going out and saying that. And like this, Even when they talk to Hugh Freeze, oh, I can't wait to put – like it just goes to show you such a – how good of a job Coach Saban has done in building this brand. That all these coaches, they want a piece of it. They, they want Alabama because they know we've been the pinnacle of college football. And uh, if anything, if I'm Alabama, I'll take it as a compliment because um, he should be worrying about getting his guys ready for the upcoming season. But instead, he's worried about Alabama. That just goes to show you how prominent Alabama still is, even though people like to imagine, you know, they're not as much just because of the season this past year. But um, that was a long way of saying, Matt. I personally, I mean, if if I was an athletic director or coach, I wouldn't even worry about other teams. I'd strictly speak on my team because again that's how I was taught at Alabama just worry about your team always praise your teammates you know speak positively about others um, but again that's just kind of the classy approach but obviously not every other person in the SEC uh, abides by that yeah um, it's a reminder that Alabama is the gold standard you know that hasn't changed even though Alabama didn't play for the national title last year um, and, and also, Matt, I think it's somewhat personal between Brian Kelly and, and Nick Saban. Um, not in that, uh, the, not personal in that they don't like each other, but it's personal because Kelly is intensely competitive. And, and as Christian just mentioned, Nick Saban has spanked him around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, in, in the in the national right. championship game. I mean, you know, we've talking about how like Alabama has broken teams before. Well, Alabama broke Notre Dame that night. I mean, with Eddie Lacy just running wild, right? I mean, just absolutely destroyed the Irish, and 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 it's a, it's a kind of defeat, um, in my estimation that uh, a coach just can't forget right can't forget Absolutely. and 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 I think that this was Brian Kelly um, who I actually like and I and I think Matt does as well I do uh, uh, I, I like Brian Kelly and I think he's going to be very successful uh, and um, you know it's just a little little jab you know little jab at Alabama and and a reminder to the LSU fan base that hey I beat Nick Saban you know uh, we haven't beaten them since 2019 haven't beaten them at home since 2010 uh, it was a huge huge win for Brian Kelly I mean there's just no no two ways about it you could even argue that it perhaps was the biggest win of his career. Um, and really announced his arrival in the SEC. You know, we all thought that it was going to take several years for him to build, rebuild that LSU program, and for him to beat Alabama in year one is very impressive, very impressive. And and I'm not – he doesn't sort of rub me the wrong way like Jimbo Fisher, right? Like Jimbo Fisher – just he says things without thinking, and but but Brian Kelly, 
uh, I think has a little bit more class to him. Matt? Brian Kelly just does things like dance with a tight end without thinking, but uh, you know what? I'm probably going to have to right. give that a rest. But it still creeps me out. Um, yeah, that was very weird, man. And that's what I was thinking. I'm like, you should worry about that. And I'm not getting beat down 50 to 30 in the championship game. Like, again, I just don't understand. It's like if people beat Alabama, it's like their their whole season was a success. It's like, all right, forget everything else. Yeah, we got. Well, let's storm the field. That's what happens. Let's, let's storm the field. Yeah, you know. We got whooped in the SEC championship or Tennessee. You know, they didn't even make it to the SEC championship. But because Josh Hupel or Hupel, Hypel, because he beat Alabama, you know, contract is, is extended. You know, now they're back on top. It's just crazy to me. Um, but, again, when you go to Alabama, you know what you're signing up for. You know everybody is out to get you. You have a huge target on your back. And, and these are the results of if you don't, you know, handle your business. This is what you got to deal with. And I'll say this: if those guys in that locker room in Alabama, Tuscaloosa, they don't have enough bulletin board material or motivation. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what would help because I mean, I, I know when we lost to uh, Clemson in 2016. I mean, again, there's a reason we came back and won the championship the following year. Dudes came out pissed off. You didn't. There, you didn't have to get on people. To, you know, finish the drills. You didn't have to get on people to, you know, give effort in the weight room. People were pissed off. That was enough motivation in itself. We didn't like the feeling, you know, of having purple and orange confetti rain down on our head in Tampa. It sucked. And and, and that was enough itself. I mean, I know when we lost to Ole Miss, right? Like, it, 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 we were pissed off. You know, seeing people storm field, seeing what they're saying, like, yeah, it's just annoying. And so, I mean, now these guys have you know, Tennessee motivation. They got the LSU motivation. The head coaches going in the media talking about, you know, them beating you. <laughs> Auburn's new coach talking about he can't wait. to Like, I mean, these guys, man, they should have enough motivation for the next three or four years to stop <laughs> this offseason alone. So I, I'm, I'm fired up for the season, man. I hope these guys are as fired up as I am because, man, like I said, if it, if, if – is there anything like how we were, man? We don't even we let our we let our play do the talking. We don't have to say, we don't have to respond, we don't have to say anything on Twitter, we don't have to go to the SEC media days and say anything. We let our play and our pads do the talking when it's time to go. Do you ever remember a coach or a player saying something that really motivated you? Yeah, I mean I told y'all when we played before we played um LSU, Joe Burrow's uh, junior year, so it would have been my senior year. I mean, he was—he had never played us before. He transferred from Ohio State, and we just remember, he, well, at least I remember, he sat in a press conference, and they're like, you know, I think they asked him, like, you know, you know, how are you preparing to play Alabama? What are, you know, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, facing Alabama? And I think his response basically was, and I think he was, what he was trying to say was, you know, I'm just going to treat it like another game. But the way it came out was, you know, it's no different. They're just another team, it's another game. Which he probably was trying to just say, you know, he's not going to change his approach, which I understand. But the way the way we took it was like, hold up, man, you never played us before, so you don't know what you're getting into. So don't just downplay it like it's just that. And so I know we went into that game fired up, and that showed. I mean, I mean, again, I think if you guys remember, that was Anthony about killed him in on the in that goal line situation on that sack. I had a couple of sacks. Quinn Williams had a two, maybe three sacks. I think Bugs had a sack. I mean, 
I don't even remember how many sacks we had that game. And then the other one uh, that comes to mind is when we played uh, Kyler Murray that same year in the, in the uh, Orange Bowl. And it wasn't necessarily as much of what he was saying. I think his offensive lineman might have said a couple of things. But it also was just the fact that he ended up winning Heisman. Um, and we felt that, uh, I think it was, I think we felt that Tua got robbed um, that year. And they gave it to Kyler Murray. It was something like that. We were, we felt like we were robbing the Heisman pretty much. And, uh, yeah, we, 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 we all, all the talk that game was, oh, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, like what he's going to do. And so the defense kind of took that. And it, it wasn't even necessarily him saying it. It was the media basically saying, oh, what Kyler Murray is going to do to Alabama's defense. So we kind of just nodded our heads. So, all right, well, there we go again. And then that's when we came out at first half and completely shut him down. But then, unfortunately, that second half, I tore my hamstring. Kyle was second round. He kind of, you know, had a nice little second half. But we still won the game. But, yeah, those, those are two from my senior year that I definitely remember. Um, but there's some more, you know, like when we lost Ole Miss in 2014. And then they – Tore their own goalpost down when they took on the <laughs> field. <laughs> like there was that. Uh, I mean, before we played Georgia in 2015, we got into it. We were coming out the tunnel for warmups, and I'm sure y'all seen the the clips of this. One kind of went viral. You know, their their returners were right near us, and they kind of bumped into some of our guys, and they got very chippy. I mean, it almost I had a whole pregame uh, brawl. In Athens, uh, you can look that up. 2015, that kind of gave us some. And I was before that one. that's a bulletin board, but we went back in the locker room after that warm up. I'm like, all right, now they really just tried us right here, so <laughs> we have no choice but to really let them have it. So yeah, that, I can think of a, a handful of times, man. Like if they when you play Alabama, it's expected. <laughs> yeah, that should be bulletin board material for those that create bulletin board material. <laughs> How, dare, how right. dare you disparage my Joe Burrow? Oh. <laughs> hey, he did it to him. Hey, look, he did it to himself, Lars. I told you. Like, no, but, you know, but, but you know but what? You know what though? He came that up added to all of us. He came up to all of us, uh, the, all, like the whole D-line after the game and, and paid his respects. And, and you know, we, we did the same as well because yeah, he's a great player. Uh, but, yeah, no, he came up and said, hell of a game, man. Y'all, 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 were, y'all were on me. Like, he... He, he's a humble dude. Like I said, I, I think it just got twisted by the way it came out. But I think he just was trying to be humble, saying he's not going to over get you know too nervous or do too much, over anticipate it, just do his thing. But yeah, we we found a way to twist it and make it uh, motivation for us. Yeah, <laughs> and that's perfectly okay. On the other side, hey, um, we got Matt Finkus coming up, uh, Lars's buddy, uh, to talk Midwest, to talk uh, Iowa. With that guy, you can talk anything, including coffee. Um, so we're going to do that at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, though, I just want to go through the Regents Classic for just a minute. Uh, the Pro-Am is tomorrow, and we had Hallman on last Friday, but I think it's worth going over some of the guys that you can go out and see play tomorrow. Am I getting this right? Yes, tomorrow's Wednesday. Thank you. Uh, the Pro-Am is tomorrow. We'll be back on Big Noon Sports.
More Big Noon Sports coming up. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders. We are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Is Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mix of sun and clouds this afternoon. A few scattered showers and storms around through tonight. The high today, 84. Tonight's low, 65. Very similar weather tomorrow. Warm and humid, partly sunny. A few spots could see an afternoon storm. The high, 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Hey, welcome back to Big News Sports. Welcome back. I appreciate everybody dialing us in. Uh, tomorrow, a lot of you uh, that are listening uh, will either be at the Champions Tour, the event being held at Greystone this week, or uh, maybe you're thinking about it. Um, I'm planning on going at least once over the weekend, but it's just a wonderful event. And part of it, uh, and maybe the highest attended day, is tomorrow. Uh, and here are some of the, the pairings. I'm not going to go through all of them, obviously, but that might be of interest to you because of the celebrity playing in it. Uh, Bo Jackson and Taylor Hicks, what a combination. <laughs> Lars, you and I know both of those guys, and that could be fun. That's at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised Taylor can get up that early. Okay. Uh, he'll still be up. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, Nate Oates and Greg Byrne are teeing off with the defending champ Steve Stricker at 830. Uh, here's a good one. Retief Goosen, you remember him, great player. Charles Barkley, Dale Murphy, and Trent Dilfer at 850. Uh, this is the one I think I would follow. At 9 a.m., John Daly... Riley Green, great up-and-coming super country music star. Randy Owen, uh, Hall of Fame legend. And Tommy Tuberville. Uh, that could be interesting. So those are just a few. You can go to their website and find more because um, it's a big deal here in Birmingham and nationally because, uh, Lars, I guess you know this. Christian, you may too. Um, this is not just a champions. It used to be the seniors tour event. This is not just an event. Um, this is one of their majors. Uh, and it's very, very cool. I've gone every year for 31 years, and uh, I'm not stopping this year. 
Yeah, it, it's really uh, one of the most enjoyable events um, that happens locally in Birmingham, I think, uh, just because I love golf so much. But uh, it's fun to, you know, try to weasel your way into a VIP tents and <laughs> get some good food. Uh, and then I, I, I enjoy walking the course and just uh, just seeing just seeing, you know, different pairings and. Then you can just uh, you can set up shop somewhere and, and just watch the groups come through, and it's just it's uh, it, it's just unbelievable how you know at, even at age whatever fifty five sixty how good these guys still are. I mean they're they're elite, <laughs> right? And 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 tomorrow uh, for the pro am. It's really the if you just want to go out there and have fun and have and and have a lot of laughs because it is a, a lot of hilarity that goes on, a lot of hijinks, a lot of fun, uh, you know, uh, wayward golf shots. Be careful. Um, what was it? Uh, was it Bo Jackson who uh, drilled uh, our, our buddy uh, Sam or uh, uh, Stan White? In the head. No, uh, it was uh, it was Tim Brando. Oh, it was Brando. That's right, Brando beaned uh, Stan White. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it was Bo who rescued Stan. Yeah, he drove like crazy through the through <laughs> the galleries in his golf course uh, golf cart, and Stan had a big towel wrapped around his head like a turban. Uh, it was <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, but they Christian, we got to Christian. We got to get you in that tournament next year. Um, you can play with Clayton. <laughs> Man, I, I would love it. I, I probably need to keep practicing a little bit. But yeah, I uh, think it'd be cool. I'm I'm a big John Daly guy. I got to meet him with my dad down at the RBC uh, Heritage back in South Carolina when I was a kid. My dad brought my brother and I. I guess John Daly's one of the many people my dad knows. Uh, ironically. Um, but it was cool, man. He, I think he had like a RV out there or something. I remember. Yeah. All all I remember was that he grilled some shrimp, man, and they were so good. Uh, real real fun guy to be around. Um, and then just, I mean, he's obviously probably the best best role model. But just man, I mean, and he's such an old school guy in terms of just, I mean, the guys ripping cigarettes and, and <laughs> drinking. But but he's so good at golf, even while he's just smoking and drinking the whole time uh really impressive but i don't know if you guys ever watched i forgot the, the name of the tournament where it's like the father and son pairings uh like tiger and charlie been playing in it but john daly and his son his son's actually a really good golfer as well yeah i think he plays at arkansas yeah or i think so uh, you know what guys john daly is is a treasure I, you know i know he has a little bit of a baggage but you know exactly what you're gonna get when you go over to his RV and get some shrimp, you know exactly what you're going to get when you're watching him on the golf course. Um, he's never made any bones beef or anything about who he is and how he acts and the direction his life is kept. So um, I've always liked him for that. Uh, me too. Me too. You know what, Matt? He, he reminds us of what sports should be all about. And it's having fun. Yeah. <laughs> the guy has fun playing golf and uh and you know i i know that to be a, a, a high level athlete you really it takes immense focus determination grit resolve and all those things 
Um, but you know, ultimately, uh, for daily, I think it's about having, having a good time and just being who you are and not, uh, um, you know, not a version of yourself that's been created by a publicist. Like, can you imagine trying to be the, the, a PR person working for John Daly? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's just, <laughs> uh, but he, he's just so different than every other golfer. Um, and he, yeah, he's, he probably, well, correct me if I'm wrong. He does, he usually attracts the biggest galleries out there. Yeah, his pants and all. But the one thing, and you 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 are saying this, and I'm just going to state it in a different fashion. There is nothing nothing country club about John Daly, where the rest <laughs> of the tour is 100 percent country club. <laughs> That's what makes him great, though, man. He just has that old school to him. I mean, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but. Old MLB guys. I mean, I remember Darren Strawberry. I think he came and spoke to uh, Alabama football team when I was there, and he was saying he was in the dugout smoking cigarettes and doing all types of things he shouldn't be doing. And I think there's even a story he would just see women in the crowd and uh, excuse himself from the game briefly. I mean, <laughs> so when I when I see John Daly, he just kind of reminds me of one of those old school guys out there. Cigarettes and all that, but yeah, he's definitely an interesting guy. And those loud mouth pants he wears. My dad actually used to wear them a bunch, and I used to tell my dad, "Man, you need to take those things off." But they they work on John Daly. But it's my see my dad wear those pants. He used to wear them all the time. Like all he wore when he go up with loud mouth pants. And I think he got it because he was you know connected with John Daly. But uh, yeah, man, great great guy, great golfer though. Yeah. If I go out there, I'll make I will make an effort uh, to go watch him play a couple holes, and then hopefully sit in the back of the grandstands there and watch him come up on eighteen because it's a huge, huge roll. Hey, when we get back, Lars, we got Matty Finkus. Got Matt Finkus coming up, uh, former Ohio State defensive end, now works in the media uh, up in Columbus, Ohio, and. We'll talk to him just about what's the latest with the with the Buckeyes and uh, other subjects. Fantastic. Back on Big Noon Sports. This is Big Noon Sports with Lars, Matt, and Christian. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Based in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation. 
across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Finding great 18 year old kids and, and stop really, you know, trying to play to their egos and be real with kids. You know, I mean, I know uh, Nick does that. I know Urban does that. Ryan does that. You know, there's some coaches around the league that are able to do that with the clout that they have. But the vast majority of coaches can't. You know, they've got to be, you know, be somewhat catering to these, you know, these young kids. And, and sometimes that isn't being as honest with them as you should be. And I think that's a refreshing change. And if he's successful at it, I think it'll make a big change in college football. Matt, Ryan Day has uh, been very successful uh, at Ohio State, uh, posting a, you know, an outstanding record. Well, but- it, depends on, it depends on who you ask. He's, he's 0-2 against the team up north. Yeah, that's that was the rest of my question. Uh, I was going to say, um, but he has struggled against Michigan, which obviously that would be like you know Alabama having a really good record, but uh, struggling against Auburn. Do you think uh, where does he stand with that fan base? And do you feel that because of his play against Michigan the past couple of years, does that put him on the hot seat? Even though he's been to the college football playoffs and. Posted, you know, uh, some really good wins there, but you know, besides the Michigan uh, losses, do you think that puts him on the the hot seat? Just the fact that he struggles against Michigan. I don't think it's put him on the hot seat yet. Um, now, you let this continue for the next three three years or so, and you're going to have some questions to answer. Um, I think the body of work that he puts together year in and year out since he's taken over the head coaching job has been excellent. Um, you know, I mean, let's be honest, the team up north is a better team. You know, they, they've been improving, improving, improving. And I think that Harbaugh has done finally what people expected him to do, like in year two or three, and, and really developing some talent. You know, he's always had the talent in there, but the development portion just hadn't been there. And, and you know, coming together as, the, as a team hadn't been there for him. And having an identity, you know, I mean, off the, offensively, especially of like, you know, were they a running team? Were they a passing? Were they a spread team? You know, bringing in transfer quarterbacks and trying to do all kinds of different things. I think, I think Jim has went back to what made him successful at Stanford, what made him successful with the 49ers, and that's playing good defense and lining up and running the football effectively. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the Big Ten Conference, probably mainly because Urban Meyer has gotten away from that style of play quite a bit. So, you know, it, it's going to bring – Ohio State's going to play start to have to play a different style, especially defensively to compensate for that. And, uh, you know, I, I, again, I think, you know, no one here, uh, I mean, there's, there's crazies everywhere, right? There, there's crazy fans that are, you know, screaming for his job, you know, if he, if he blows a bubble wrong, but I think that, uh, you know, what Ryan has going here is a really good thing. I think the way that they're handling NIL and, and their approach towards who they bring in and how they bring them in and how they treat them once they get here, I think their approach to the transfer portal has been really good. Um, I think that he'll get over this little hump. Um, you know, it, it's tough, especially when you're when you're not an Ohio guy, because that's what the fan base just goes straight for. Like, well, you're not an Ohio guy, you don't understand. I think he understands it. I think he gets it. I think it's just been, you know, a couple unfortunate events uh, that, that, you know, a couple games that haven't gone his way. I mean, you know, you, you take away three plays from that game last year, and it's a tie football game. I mean, it, it's really came down to three plays in the second half that were big plays. Uh, on their part, that our defense uh, let go. 
and uh, you know cleaning those things up and, and not you know not not kind of coming down to that moment in a big game is, is what's uh, what's going to be needed to beat them. Matt, as always, we appreciate your time, and it flies by when you're on. So we're going to have to get you on again in a month or so and uh, ask some more questions from the south to the north and see how things are going with you. Thank you for your time, Matty. Sounds good, guys. Hey, we can't wait to get you guys up here up north uh, once the uh, college football playoffs start happening. you got to play those home games up here in December. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I've been saying that since I was about seven years old when Nebraska would go down to Miami every year and get their butt kicked in the Orange Bowl. Uh, We always said, we want Miami in January in Lincoln. (laughs) See what would happen then. Thanks, Matt. Yep, see you guys. Thanks, Matt. Hey, uh, Christian sent me a poll yesterday that I think is very interesting, and uh, it, it really lends a, a a lot of focus in the, the trending of college football and the big-time names. Uh, we'll get into that as horribly as I explained that in a minute on Big Noon Sports. Left out for mamas with my thumb in the wind. The leaves on the ground, winners coming again. Solid on the surface as I crumble within. But legends are made out of bones. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lisa Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home 2 Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Five hurrah. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imagined and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by the station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mix of sun and clouds this afternoon. A few scattered showers and storms around through tonight. The high today, 84. Tonight's low, 65. Very similar weather tomorrow. Warm and humid, partly sunny. A few spots could see an afternoon storm. The high, 84. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Hey, back to Big Moon Sports. Appreciate all of you dialing us in. Christian, I think this is the same CBS post-spring poll that you sent out. Their post-spring top 25. I'm going to read you the top 10 and see if you guys 
noticed anything that's trending here. They've got Georgia followed by Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Washington, then Alabama, Florida State, LSU, Notre Dame, and Clemson. Uh, Christian, you sent that to me. What were your immediate thoughts on that top 20? That was the top 10. I've got the others right here. Well, I saw a lot of Big Ten in that top five. Um, yep. <laughs> kind of kind of was surprising there, but then to see Alabama sixth, um, kind of shocked with that. But, you know, I, I, my question uh, would be is how do they develop this post-spring? You know, are they taking <laughs> into consideration, like, the guys that transferred in after the spring, uh, you know, some new additions to the roster? Are they watching spring games and going off of that? Because y'all heard me say this about A-Day and, and just spring games in general. If you're trying to get a consensus on a football team and how they're going to perform in the fall by observing their spring game, um, you're hugely mistaken. I would never advise you do that um, because you're not going to get a true uh, depiction of what that team might look like by watching their spring game. Because, again, the hay is in the barn by the time you play that game. That game is really just for the fans, just to get you know the coaches and the players in, the, in an in-game atmosphere and to go out there and run a very limited script. Um, so there's just not really much to, much value in watching that. So my question is, and I know I sent this, but that's why I sent it, because I just was shocked. I just, I just I don't understand how they came up with that. Just, the order looks all out of place. Now, I'd love to, if we could, uh, you know, bookmark this and then come back and look at it, you know, week three, four, or five of the college football season, kind of see how things are shaking out. Um, but real quick, just for, I just want to squeeze this in there. I always want to give a big thanks to our sponsors over at the Good Feet Store. If pain is interrupting your life or keeping you from living the life you love, please, guys, head on over to Good Feet. It's a Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. You will not be disappointed. It's try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. You can walk out with them that very same day. So go on over to Midtown Village, the Good Feet Store, or goodfeet.com to schedule an appointment. That's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. With that being said, Lars, did you get a chance to see this picture or hear Matt's? Uh, he named the top ten. Did you see anything that, that stood out on that list? Um, well, first off, count me as a satisfied customer of Good Feet. I'm serious. Like uh, these arch supports are game changer, a game changer. Awesome. I I didn't even know like the issues I had with my feet were as bad because now they feel so good. I, I, I and I, I'm not I'm not I and you know I. I, I'm 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 only saying this because it's true. I mean, <laughs> I, oh, for sure. I, no, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you're uh, glad you're a believer. Now I know. Matt, Matt, we're gonna get you over there. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, let, me know, let me know when. We'll, we'll we'll make it happen. All right. But um, you know, just these lists that people put out now. I mean, it's just uh, this is the talking season, right? And uh, and you know, who knows? Maybe. Uh, Tyler Simpson is going to turn into a, a Heisman contender. Maybe Jalen <laughs> Milrow will. Like we just don't know because I, I think you hit it on the head, Christian. You don't. You can't discern anything like tangible uh, from a spring game. You just can't because no co- coaches aren't going to uh, you know reveal anything, and uh, they're they're just basically crossing their fingers, hoping that nobody gets hurt. Uh, although uh, there are some teams that did go like full speed tackling uh, in the spring, which I thought was pretty interesting. But um, 
I think for the most part, like uh, it's just, uh, and we're going to get these different polls, different, you know, uh, uh, things coming out for the next couple months. Just because if, uh, if college football is your thing and it is our thing on this show, um, <laughs> there's just not a lot of action between now and uh, really when, uh, when fall practice begins, what is that Christian, right? It, in uh uh early august yeah yeah see yeah i think they, they might have a quick like week break around the end of july and they start up early august so that sounds about right yeah yeah um i mean matt you know what this kind of year this you know what this you know what what happens this time of year in the media right exactly that's, that's, why, I brought it about. Up. <laughs> that's why i brought it up but one thing that did jump out at me is that there is a real return of blue bloods. Um, and if you go past the ones I just mentioned, USC is back at 13, Tennessee's back at 16, Texas at 17, and, and UCLA's back in it. And then Oklahoma is kind of trailing the field there, uh, 25th. And I'm not making fun because I hope it changes. Got to get Nebraska. The Huskers has got to be back, back into the dance. Um, because I really love it when the blue bloods come through with a TCU every now and then. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I actually think Matt Rule is going to do a, a good job. Uh, he, he's shown that he can turn around programs, but it's almost like college this- programs. College programs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Had to, had to throw that in there. Had to just, <laughs> gotta be honest, just gotta be honest with you. Yeah. I, yeah. He is a college coach. I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just being very honest because I've, I've been around him. I've gotten to know him and how he runs things. I think he will be successful at Nebraska. I don't know to what degree, but I can tell you he is a much better fit at the college level than the professional level, respectfully. Well, they don't. Saban's the same way, isn't he? That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very fair point. Man. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I'd love to dig deeper into that uh, next. Uh, maybe we can do that tomorrow uh, in, the, in the Matt Rule and your experience with him in Carolina. Um, I actually wasn't a, a fan of the hire at the time, but, uh, you know. It's not like uh, the athletic director consulted with me of what I want, but <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. Oh, you're just not saying <laughs> so. You're just high. All right, guys. Great show. Let's do it again in 22 hours. You've been listening to Big Noon Sports. Did you know not walking?